One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is your official Leguizama Rama spoiler warning. If you have not seen the 2018 drama mystery thriller Nancy, and you really want to see it, good luck fucking finding it if you're in Australia. <laughs> that was so hard. That was such a slog. I saw the trailer. I should you say this are the introducing pod. like a conversation point in the spoiler <laughs> no, because, <laughs> no, and what I'm saying is if you wanted to see Nancy, then you can relate to this in Australia. I saw the trailer. I was like, that looks sick. I want to watch that. Yeah. And then it was so difficult to find it. Yeah. But we did, um, and if you're waiting to find it so you can watch it and you don't want the ending spoiled, then probably don't listen to this podcast once we start talking about the film. Um, but once you've finished watching the film and you want to come back and you want to listen to it, <laughs> jump back on. and um, Mention the, like, long intros we do as well. We do really long intros. So we're not going to talk about the film in that For, like, a intro. good long chunk. Um, and then what's going to happen is there'll be an ad. Yeah. <laughs> listen to the ad yeah. and then stop listening because that's when we start talking about the film probably. Um, all right, that's it. Do Thank you have you. anything else you want to discuss in the spoiler warning? No, I had a really great morning. <laughs> um, I slept really well last night for oh, the first great. time in days, yeah. which was really good. Oh, good. Um, I had a full solid eight hours. Um, took my dog for a walk this morning, got a yeah. coffee, dropped my coffee, but then the person who made my coffee so saw that and made me another coffee. So half hour. We could talk about it with Maggie, but you sure you want to blow it on the, on no, the spoiler warning? No, that's fine. Um, that's the spoiler warning. <laughs> Enjoy the podcast app and we'll... Sp- yep, bye. Peace. I hate the word. I got... I got... Hello and welcome to Missions X Leguizamarama, a podcast where two friends watch everything starring their favourite actor who they thought was a character actor, they realised was a lead and for some reason he doesn't get those leading parts as much as he should, who knows why. Uh, I'm one of those co-hosts, my name is Zachary Ruane. Zachary Ruane. Zachary Did you Ruane. just discover how difficult it is to say your name? No, I, when I was deciding whether I would go... Oh, you might know me as um, <laughs> alternating how I'm credited as between Zach Ruane and Zachary Ruane mm. because I think Zachary Ruane has a bit of je ne sais quoi, but Zach Ruane is a lot easier to mm. say. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host Mitch... Mitch. <laughs> Mitch from Baywatch. <laughs> Mishwitrup, who you might know from. Um, I have always tried to push the Mishwitrup thing in all the work I've ever done. However, I did a student film in 2013 that billed me as Michelle Wittrup, and now I have two IMDb pages. Oh, that can be consolidated, I'm sure. Not when you're at the level I'm at. No one wants, no one cares to consolidate my shit. Well, lucky for you, our guest today is the queen of consolidation. <laughs> <laughs> you, whether it's your super or your IMDb page. That's why I'm here. Um, I, I don't know anything about whether you can consolidate or not. Uh, you might know Maggie uh, for her work collaborating with such uh, people that we have or yeah, we've collaborated yeah. with such as Ben Russell and Xavier Michaelides. Michaelides. <laughs> Michaelides. Uh, you also might know her as a writer on At Home Alone Together and Hard Quiz. Uh, it is our honour, <gasps> nay, our privilege to introduce uh, our guest this week, Maggie Luke. Hello, Maggie. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here, Maggie. Never has 
two Hamishes ever needed an Andy so bad in our lives. <laughs> we um, discovered very early on um, in creating this podcast that Zach and I are two Hamishes yeah. trying to develop something and you need an Andy. I'll tell you what okay. happens when, when two Hamishes do a podcast together, it stays a podcast. <laughs> It doesn't become a national radio show. We are look. We'll take a Zoe Foster Blake, but uh, we are looking desperately for an Andy right now. I'll take it. I'll take. And Andy's great. He's you know. I'll I'll rein you both in on a fun and zany podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, No, you're like that's what we need. Is we need someone who's like as fun and zany. Mm. Yeah, but um, knows to like. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's bring it down a bit. Yeah. Something like the the concept of consolidating an IMDb. Okay, is so deeply petrifying for me because it just seems so difficult. Whereas I'm sure you hear that and you're like, just send an email. But do you know what? I would say more than that, maybe. <laughs> okay. Uh, Andy doesn't consolidate IMDBs. Andy's, uh, Andy would be able. I've worked he with would, both of them and uh, yeah. they're brilliant. Andy is a genius Brilliant comedian, but also fucking amazing producer. Yeah, no, and that's, could, and I know, I know Andy. He'd as probably well, consolidate your IMDb and Super at the same time, but do like the IMDb with his left hand. <laughs> <laughs> but my thing is more than that, right? So there's lots of people that can consolidate IMDbs. The magic of an Andy, we've realised, and I think the thing running through your head right now mm-hmm. is is talking about consolidating IMDbs the best use of our time and the funniest conversation to be having, that's a good Andy. Well, I've... <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, instead of that, maybe let's talk about... <laughs> Whereas if you throw a bunch of Hamish's together, we're talking about consolidating IMDb's <laughs> for about three or four hours <laughs> as we lose listenership <laughs> and credibility. Actually, that makes me think we are two mission Zacks in need of a Hamish or an Andy. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, can we... Let's do this. Let's make this a journey and try and get Andy in on one of your episodes and see if this actually works. I've not met Andy. He's You've lovely, both yeah, worked and nice met, with Andy, yeah. met with Andy. Met with I've Andy. I've not met with Andy. Um, would love that though. So to let's meet make, with Andy. I'd love to meet with Andy. We can organise a meeting with that. Andy. I reckon we can organise that. I, he loves films. He's a great guy. Yeah, but yeah. would he love Johnny? Would he love to be on Everyone this pod? Everyone loves Johnny Legs, and no one wants to be on this pod. <laughs> <laughs> So true, Maggie. Yes. Um, d- what do you know of Johnny Leguizamo? And it's all right if you don't. That's why we picked him. Uh, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. And uh, the, what is it? The the restaurant? What was it? the restaurant? What the restaurant the, one. Is that, That's what it's called. It's called the restaurant, is it? No, it's called the chef. The chef. It's I called chef. It or chef. the menu. The menu. That's it. He's in the menu. The menu. He's in a couple of restaurant films now. Yeah. 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 Oh, maybe that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. I I'm a big fan of his. He's I like I personally. I think Australia uh, really doesn't embrace character actors. Oh. Oh. And oh. Uh, I'm having to be married to one of the best ones mm. in the country. Yeah. And um, I think. I know, happen to be one of the most middling ones. <laughs> <laughs> I happen to want to be one so bad. <laughs> um, no, I, I think I'm a huge fan of character actors. They're so much more interesting yeah. to yeah. watch. Oh, yeah, you, would, you should definitely get onto some of his stuff. That where he's like the leading man stuff though. It's really like equal parts like so beautiful and so depressing because all his leading man stuff is stuff you don't hear about. Yeah, I yeah. would love to watch that. Just, you know, flick, he, flick it through. Where's the IMDb page? <laughs> it's everyone's – did you watch – has anyone here seen Fast X yet, the new Fast and Furious? No. Everyone's really pleasantly surprised by um, – 
Who plays the lead? No, who plays the main bad guy? Aquaman. Jason Momoa. Mm. He really goes for something big. He goes for something really big and interesting and heightened. And everyone's like, wow, he can really do it. And he can. Mm. But I'm like, you know who would have been better? Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> yeah. John Leguizamo. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, yeah. like he's good for someone so attractive. Mm. Um, not, don't, um, not for me. But also. You're not a Jason Momoa fan? No. Okay. No, it's the it. hair. I don't like long hair. <laughs> I don't either. Just I, really like hairy men with long hair. I feel um <laughs> No, I feel... I, you're you're mid length. This is long. This is long. No, but I would love to um cut my hair. I well you gotta go back to LA to this. Yeah, for my hairdresser. To your hairdresser in LA. Yeah. That's the most Hollywood thing I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, but she's yeah. in West Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is very funny. I when I because I yeah, so I think I've talked about this on the podcast. Um but yeah, I, I I have always struggled to find a good hairdresser uh, because I'm a boy and I didn't know that you just go to girl hairdressers because it's a very gendered world. Mm. And I used to go to mm. barbers and they'd like just not know how to cut long hair because mm. they never do it. Mm. Um, and then so I never, I always I was so disappointed with my haircuts and I'd always get my haircut just before photos. So like every like for the first five years of Auntie Donna's career. Mm. Our posters would just have me with like this Carol Brady, like <laughs> Bob, Bob, <laughs> um, and then and then I I had to get it cut just before the Netflix show, and I was like, I gotta make sure it doesn't look cut. It has to look like I grew it out to this. And then I got a recommendation on a recommendation, and then I so I finally found a hairdresser I loved, but in a country I'm not often in, and I was like, this is like. The greatest tragedy of all time. <laughs> your I, hair I've, is depending on mm. your success. That's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, and then I was even at one point going like, oh, maybe, you know, if I get it cut it, at the start of every time I'm here yeah. and I was like doing the maths and then COVID happened oh. and um, I know. When? That it was bad for other people. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, so COVID was like When this, did it happen? Uh, Sometimes I don't read the news. So 2020 <laughs> happened COVID? in 2020. Say, is it COVID? COVID, well, it's COVID-19. Oh, right, so there's that other one. COVIDs, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Um, but I'm talking about the one that started in 19, but it really took off in 20. Mm. And um, that happened. And it was bad for a lot of You probably haven't heard about oh, it. Oh, this is ringing a bell. It had something to do with Tom Hanks. So Tom Hanks got it. Oh, he, oh he got it. I thought yeah. he brought it here. Yeah, I thought, it, I thought he made it. No, I... I so, uh, <laughs> Tom Hanks made it. Tom Hanks made it. <laughs> I mean, he's been making some weird choices. <laughs> yeah. You're talking Elvis. You're talking that one about Mr. Robinson. And then he made COVID. He just thought he'd give COVID a go. I bet you, fuck it, I swear, I bet you each a hundred buck mm. that he makes a movie about COVID, though. That oh. is the most Tom Hanks film he's I've ever a, he's heard on of. He's a downward spiral, Tom. Isn't he? You reckon? I reckon he's just like, you know what? I'm going to just do whatever. Hold on a second, Maggie. I'm pretty sure I saw you about a month ago, two months ago. Was I talking about Tom Hanks? I think you and I had a real passionate conversation about Tom Hanks. I hadn't seen you in a while. Yeah. I saw you. We spoke passionately about Tom Hanks in the rain. Oh, yes. Oh, we did. And then we had similar opinion. Very similar opinions. Just rehashing that. He doesn't listen. Go for it. He might. (laughs) You never know. <laughs> Say hi to Rita for us. Um, yeah, Rita would listen to all of it. Yeah. I, I've got a, Mish and I share the collective agreement that yeah. you can't get to that stage of Hollywood, that king yeah. of Hollywood, being a nice guy. Oh yeah, 
And so I want, like, I want the documentary after he dies. Do you mm. know the real, the real time? Like Hanks. the Steve Jobs. My yeah, yeah. Reveal. Like what well, the real reveal? What was he really like? My big issue is I don't like that he's always playing the good guy, like wholesome patriotic type. I think I'd love to see him play a villain. Now you can argue that in Elvis he was. Yeah. But that was some of the worst shit I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Yeah, it's a, it, it wasn't yeah. Tom Hanks. He needs no. to play a villain. I was thinking about this. I, I, oh, wow, I love this conversation because I was thinking about exactly this a little while ago mm. where I was like, because he's doing a lot of that. I think he's had the same moment that you've had. I think he's gone, I don't want to be burdened by this. Because he says in interviews, oh, I'm, I'm grumpier than people realise. Like he keeps kind of putting it out there that he's not as nice as people think. Mm. And he keeps taking on roles that are not nice, like Elvis and this man called Otto thing. Mm. You're just trying to break the cycle. But I think what he has to do, I think what he has to do, I was thinking about this, is he has to do something. It's the same thing Robin Williams did when he went played all the psychopaths in like one hour photo. He has to play a part and Tom Cruise in, um, uh, in Magnolia, he has to play a part that taps into everything people like about him. The fact that he's inoffensive, that he's charming, that he's like affable mm. and it's like a serial killer that, that uses those killer. things mm. or a CEO that is charming but is like fucking people. Like a remake of American Psycho but instead of Christian Bale, it's Tom yeah. Hanks aged 75. Because like, I'm pretty... American see Heiko. Man, American Heiko. <laughs> like I didn't see um, A Man Called Otto but I'm pretty sure like the whole thing was that was like he's really grumpy but he's actually yeah, nice. really nice guy. Yeah. But yeah. it's yeah. like, well, of course it is. It's Tom Hanks. Like you have to start with this is a nice guy, but there's something dark underneath it. Mm. That's my theory. That's my big top. Is, is this valuable to you as Tom Hanks haters? No, no. I, just, I don't hate no, him. No. Oh, no, I don't. It's not that I hate him. It's that <laughs> I think I've clocked him. It's, it's, <laughs> it, that's exactly right, Richard. It's gone on too long. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the thing. Where I think you're completely right, Zach. Is he's got to take a role where he uses all of those charming elements, but mm. something's a little off. Yeah. And yeah. That, that'll feed into our doubts as the viewers mm. and um, prior Tom. I mean, like, I went back and watched Philadelphia the other day. Oh, yeah. It's a crook film. It's funny it? you bring that up it on is, this it's, podcast. It's a, it's, a, it's a rough film, but I feel like it's about would you like to know? A, would you like to know just very, very quickly a little trivia about that film? Very, very quick. Please. You know Antonio Banderas in that film? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was originally cast as John Leguizamo. Ah, what a loop. But John Leguizamo turned it down to do Super Mario Brothers. Oh, John, if you Imagine. <laughs> If you're listening, John. What oh, John, John. Oh, John. Oh, he'd come on. Two Mario's iconic. Anyway, go on about Philadelphia. Oh, Did no, no. There's not much to say. It's just a, it's a great film. It's very Hollywood, though. You go back and watch it. Oh, yeah. I think but that's all of his movies, I feel. After the 80s, after he'd established himself from doing big and splash. Splash is sick. That one about <laughs> Daryl Hannah as a mermaid? It's yeah. it's It goes on a long time. Is it long? It's long. It's a long. It's It's a... Big splash. It's, <laughs> it's a real big splash. She keeps on splashing. But how fucking keeps like, splashing. <laughs> All right, splash, splash, I get it. Daryl Hannah, Daryl Hannah in the 80s is like one of those people that you're just like, fuck your, like how does anyone walk around the world looking like that? Like just Daryl Hannah is the most stunning person. And she's got her name around the wrong way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> facts, yeah. Um <laughs> I just, yeah, I think that um, Tom Hanks has made some really, really great movies. I'm just a bit sick of the last 10 years. 
Yeah, I think he is too. Yeah, I, I genuinely think, he... think the weird choices that he's currently making are because he's sick of the last 10 years as well. Did you see that um, that TMZ clip of him losing it at Paps? Yeah, that was knocking this, over Rita. That was, a, I reckon, potential a, a potential Ellen DeGeneres tipping point. But then mm-hmm. it played in his favour because everyone was like, well, they were being rude to his wife. Yeah, and yeah. he's a family man and he will stop at nothing. To He's, protect his and family. and also I was like I watched that clip in context I was like yeah fuck those there's guys like, this, like I was yeah. kind of like <laughs> there's a clip of Toby Maguire of a similar ilk where he's in a car surrounded by paps, like absolutely surrounded, trying to get out of a car spot and he's going to hit this car if they don't move because he can't see anything. And he's like, guys, move, I can't see anything. Guys, move, I can't. And then he opens up the door of the car and he's like, get the fuck out away. You're going to hurt somebody. Fuck off. And then, like, the headlines are like, Toby Maguire loses it. on. So it's like, well, of course he's losing it. What a shitty, shitty. Paps are shit. Yeah. Paps are shitty people. Now, that's a professional best friend there, isn't it? Sorry? Toby Maguire. Yeah. Professional best friend. Are you always yeah. in, in all the movies? Is 100%. that what you're saying? Well, no, just no, in just, in, just in life. Like, what's he done lately? He just All you do is he just hangs out with Leo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Professional. And he look, I think he's single these days. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Really? It's like being Leonardo DiCaprio. I think he's very happy. I have a feeling that Leonardo DiCaprio, no, I do. Do you reckon? I, th- I think he's one of those people. This is my little, I think Leonardo DiCaprio is one of those people that will never be happy. Like it's always just. <laughs> you're over. so good. He's good. You're going to work with him soon. <laughs> <laughs> so paranoid the whole time that he's there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then I'll work with him. I'll be like, tap into that, Leo. <laughs> I'll try and bring it up in conversation. Like, see, I said it to your face as well. I have it's a like feeling. At the little table. And hey, Leo, if you're listening, correct me if, if I'm wrong. I think that you do the roles you want to do. I think you have total freedom to choose. You never want for work. And the roles that you choose are really like ones that you read and you want. I think when you're not doing that, you're sitting on beaches with supermodels and you're Toby Maguire just having nice bevs and getting a bit chub. I think that that's sick. You don't? No, I was just going to say, he cops a lot of slack for the dating thing. But I think if I was a 40-year-old millionaire superstar movie can do whatever I want, environmental activist mm. and single, I would date 20-year-old male supermodels. Yeah. Mm. Wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah, but that would be like um, Samantha, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I did buy some big earrings the other day. <laughs> I, would, um, I, would, I would 100% just live on a boat in the sun, getting a bit chub. Having lots of sex with and hanging out with Toby Maguire, I'd do that if I, I was a multi-millionaire. I think you know. I don't think anyone's happy, but <laughs> but of all the stars, the person that I think is most content, I would say is probably an Adam Sandler. Oh yeah, because he's doing everything you're saying. Um, and I, you know, it would be stressful. He had to do the big Netflix deal. It's like he has to navigate a career and everything. It would be very stressful at that level. But I think he's gone, I have my legacy. I think he was like, I have my legacy. I think he hit that at the late 90s. I think mm. he was like, I'm good with my leg. I'm good with who I am. I'm good with how I'm going to be remembered. And mm. then, like, you know, he dropped that uh, 100% fresh. Um, Uncut Gems? N- well, he did Uncut Gems and he also oh, did. Oh, sorry, his special. Stand-up yeah, special. Yeah. He, he just occasionally will drop something to be like, just so you know, I'm really good. 
That mm. was my, one of my. F- I think that's in my top five stand-up specials. Incredible! I've, so I've watched it so many times. If you love a stand-up, spe- sorry to keep bringing it back to our no. old mate John. If you love a stand-up special, no <laughs> shit, watch Freak. Freak is great. Okay, it's, great. That's, it's my number one. It's, it literally jumped to the top. It's so good. But it's also really subtle. He doesn't do anything showy. Spike Lee directed it. Right. And it's just like handheld cameras, nothing fancy except for one shot. Yeah. Um, but that's the charm of it. It's like, and whenever people talk about specials in our world, the, the concept is either crane, yeah. you know, sort of um, thing or or really high highfalutin and it's like this his special is such a great example of how to capture the energy of a live show. It's mm. really good. Do you think like even with Sandler's special, it sounds like he might have been almost, from what you describe, a bit um, inspired by that? Well, I think Sandler, what Sandler did was like that special is just an amazing, like I love, what I love about his special is like how it says something. Yeah. You know, it kind of, I love the idea that the way it's chosen to be filmed is saying something. There's like a creative choice that's not in the, mm. it's not in the show, it's in the, the filming, filming of. of it, that which I commi- love. The commitment joke he did about um, Grandma's choking, Here Comes a Hero. Remember that? <laughs> Do you remember he yeah. sings that song and it just keeps going, he's like, I'm a hero, and then he comes and fucks it up every single time. It's just <laughs> pure commitment. Yeah. And, he, and the beautiful thing about Adam Sandler is you can see him breaking. Like that, yeah. he, he still holds yeah. it. He's not like Fallon, which just breaks all the time. It's like you can see him going. He tries to <laughs> tries hold to, it. Tries to hold it, yeah. Is that the one where they show the shots of the audience not enjoying it? Yeah. That, that, that is one of the most genius things I've ever seen to be like <laughs> here, like the joy of this piece mm. is that when you're sitting in an audience, if you're on board, yeah. it's better that the person next to you hates it. It's 100%. funnier that the person next to you hates it. So to go, well, then we'll get, throw in a few shots of the people hating <laughs> it. <laughs> I think, um, I think again, I don't know him, obviously. I've never spoken to Adam Sandler. But I get the kind of feeling that he works for fun now. This is what I was yeah. going to loop back around to is he does these things very occasionally just to remind you all that he is really good to remind you that he can do this stuff. Yeah. I think he'd love to win an Oscar, but it's like largely he's like, hey, I'm really good. Anyway, I'm going to go just make millions of dollars making <laughs> trash that no one is going to watch yeah. for millions so of dollars. So I can hang out and, with my five best friends. And, and pay my friends millions of dollars yeah. and go and just have like – he. I, I, I love that. I love that he made um, – he made Wedding Singer mm. and then he just made a bunch more movies with Drew Barrymore and we don't have to think about them. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's, that's I think, the one thing yeah. Leo doesn't have. Like Leo nah, has yeah. absolute choice. He can work with whoever he wants but ev- I feel like he, want, he wants you to like, he wants people to be like, you're really good at acting. Yeah. It's like he's waiting. There's like something. It's like someone's gonna go. You're really good at acting, yeah, yeah. and then that will be enough. <laughs> I think he's got real. Um, I think Sandler's the next Bill Murray. Yeah, I think Bill Murray has that similar legacy where he's just like, and you know, he just does things for fun. I mean, like say what you want about him, he's done a few things like this and great. Yeah, but there was a real time period where everyone had that same mentality mm. where he's like, we know he's gone do- dodgy shit. He just picks and chooses what he what he wants to do now, mm. Mm. and he. Has that legacy of yeah, similar some. Sorry, my tummy's rumbling. Is that picking up on the microphone? <laughs> we'll find <laughs> well, out. No, I guess we'll find That'd out. That'd be fun. <laughs> just at that. I doubt it. Tom, I if you it. if you could pick up on that, can you get like just go into it real Bring hard it up, right Tom. now? Bring, Bring it, up. it up. 
bringing up. That's why I was distracted. I was trying to talk about <laughs> Bill Murray. And going, um, I thought of another one um, that I think is, like, I might be wrong, but then they might just be very good at faking it. But I reckon Diane Keaton's really happy. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. Diane Keaton's just a very happy. I don't think Diane Keaton works when they don't want to. I think they choose what they want to do. I think they seem really, really happy. Their Instagram is so funny. Do you know who else is well? Mm. Like there's a few, there's actually a few. That sent me on a bit of a path. I think Meryl Streep's got a bit of that. And I think, but I I, I genuinely think I might be wrong mm. and I think this will be controversial, but I genuinely think Kate Blanchett's got a bit of that. I think, wow. Oh, see, this is. I, Maggie, the, have you worked with Kate? No, I have not worked with Kate. But she's close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was that moment there where Maggie went, I and then stop <laughs> speaking because you never know. <laughs> no, no, I, I was, I was gonna say, I, I with Kate's career, I'm a bit over the acting. Oh yeah, no, mm. totally. And I would love to see her. And I think she did recently. Have you guys watched documentary now? No, no I've oh, got to watch it. Has it has to be. If you're listening, it it's one of my f- like it sings to me because it's my yeah. type of humor. Mm. Um, it has to be one of my favorite. TV series, it's so good. And if you're a film buff mm. and a documentary nerd, you have to watch it because what they do is they kind of it's um uh, Fred Armiston and Bill Hader. Oh, wow. oh, and they um I don't even know you. I've never heard of this show. Well, they take like the thematics of famous documentaries and make their own version of that documentary. So every episode is different. So that it kicks off with this brilliant Grey Gardens uh, parody. It's so good, and it's they really commit. I really so stylized. Yeah. Um, and then there's like this one, this really good one they did with Kate Blanchett in it. And it took me a while to realise she was the lead. And it was just about, um, I, I couldn't, someone out there probably knows, but it was it was obviously based off a famous uh, 80s or 90s English documentary just about a hairdresser in a, like a coastal town in oh, England. Oh, wow. And she plays um, the apprentice hairdresser. And she's really funny. She's so funny and yeah. so good and you can tell she's having so much fun in the similar mm. what we're talking about prior. She's having a great time and I'm like, yes. And like she's got – she had fake teeth in and like she's – I forget how chameleon-like she can be. Yeah, she mm. really is. I forget yeah. that as well yeah. with her. And yeah. for, it took me a real couple of beats to realise, oh, fuck, that's Kate Blanchett and she's the lead in this. But if you've got time, there's three series. It's so so good. There's yeah, one that, check it out. where they have uh, Alexander Sarsgaard. He's um, pretending to be, I think, Icelandic or Norwegian, uh, Werner Herzog style film <laughs> director, and they're trying to shoot a '90s sitcom mm. in the middle of um, in the re- middle of Greenland oh, using really um, Greenland uh, nomadic actors and stuff like that. And it, it's a two episode one, but yeah, it's on um, Prime. Yeah, if you want to watch it, I'm going to watch this. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it sounds there's incredible. so there's so many to talk about. I think there's like six or seven in each season, and each one's an hour long. They have one where there's like this um, uh, Swedish uh, little town. They pretended uh, they had um, Al- Al- this fake festival called the Al Capone Festival, where, <laughs> <laughs> where all these all these villagers would dress up as Al Capone and special ed. Just nothing to do with the town, nothing to do with the country. It's just, and they got all obviously the local people and shut down the town to record a lot of it. But really, really high budget. I think uh, I'm pretty sure Lon Michaels is behind it. But Lon Michaels is behind every, yeah, everything. It's, it has to be one of my favourite TV shows. I'm going to watch that. Song. It keeps oh, getting better. It yeah. Keeps, and each I've one, heard amazing things about it, yeah. Each one's different as well. So it's like a mini film. 
Um, and if you know documentaries a lot, um, like they do a fake thin, um, was it thin blue line? Oh, and like they do all amazing. of all of yeah. that stuff. Um, just it's very very clever. Yeah. Yeah. There's a funny thing that's happened with mockumentaries where mockumentaries have become. Um, I was thinking about this. So I really should watch this because I, I I think about mockumentaries a lot about how it's become a genre. Mm. It and you watch um you watch like early mockumentaries like you watch Best in Show or you watch um uh, the Spinal Tap mm. and it's like those movies are not the genre of mockumentary. They're a pastiche using the form of documentary. Like they're literally trying to be as realistically yeah. documentary mm. as possible. And yeah. then they're, they're using that as a framework for improv. Yeah. And it's like, it's so funny because it, it's so interesting that like mockumentary, like there is no documentary that looks or feels like modern family. Do you know what I mean? Like there no, is no, nothing. Nothing. It, yeah. It's evolved. It's like, it's th- not passe anymore. It's like, it's a, it's an actual thing that's glorious. And I think it should be celebrated. The mockumentary It's one. Of, I, I think love I would say them. it's my favorite, one of my favorite. But also I want to make one. I want to make one yeah. so bad. Yeah, yeah. But I think as well, like I'd love to get back what they're doing with documentary now. It's like, get back to taking the full, like, like um, they've done it a few times. It's happened a few times, but like actually looking at what documentaries are doing now. Yeah, and that's what the point of difference with this show. I completely yeah. agree. Yeah, it's a, it's like, it's a mockumentary, but it's also like paying homage to the craft in itself, and not just yeah. It's have, mockumentary in the a, yeah, old absolutely. sense. A of workplace the word. mockumentary yeah. was like so, like we got so many of them, didn't we? The workplace so, through the noughties with all, every version of the office and. Um, what's the uh, Parks and Rec, Parks and Rec yeah. Modern Family, and that's kind of that one where it's like there's there's a camp there's a crew in the house, but we really don't know why. Like the original, like it happens a bit in the office, but there's like a point where it's like how, like in in the original office, they they're aware of the crew, and there's a point where this show will come out, and it does, it comes out in the office, like the particularly the British one, the first two seasons, the the last special um, is set after the show has come out and they're mm. all a bit mm. famous. <laughs> and it's yeah, like, I like that. So it's like it's reflective. Mm. At the same yeah, and like there's an awareness when they do a talking head or when that there's a camera there. Mm. Whereas like with Modern Family, they like share the deepest secrets. Like yeah. it's yeah. such an interesting notion that like. Yeah, and it's you know what, it's the Greek, uh, the Greek chorus basically. So mm. it's like it's taking that Greek chorus not like kind of structure that that's what a mockumentary is is it's giving the opportunity of breaking that fourth wall to explain what's happening or a punchline yeah do you know what would be phenomenal this is a weird thing and then we can talk about mm-hmm. the movie what would be amazing is like a, a thing like a sketch or a short or whatever where it's like it's the modern family style of mockumentary but you actually start to untangle like what is there a film crew there or are these people going into separate rooms and just like talking to themselves. Yeah, there's nothing like, there on the other wall. I love like, that. Yeah. What is this for? Like yeah. someone going, when are you going to release this? Yeah, why have you it's been, been a, like 12 like, seasons? 12 years. We're not famous. <laughs> Nothing's changed in the family. Why are you here? We're just a family. Like, like, are um, you ever going to release this it, show? Yeah. <laughs> there was a point in the American office where I think they jumped the shark towards the end. I think it was after Carell left. Yeah, and, yeah. And um, I think... Uh, Jan, what's is it? Jan, Pam, 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 Pam had a, a weird moment with one of the boom operators. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think they were testing that, and I think it could work, but it was too late because they just like struck the structure was so hard in your mind as a viewer. Yeah, by yeah. season seven or whatever it was to break that wall, to break that that thought. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it worked then. 
but if they'd done it at the start, if the whole thing was about that camera crew, do you know what I mean? Well, it's, it's funny all... if the mockumentary was about the camera crew filming one of those. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gets really yeah, it confused. gets really a confusing. double auction documentary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's like about it's like, why they're there in that person's house. Like. Yeah, and like there's a talking head, and yeah. then a shot of them shooting the talking head, and yeah. then a talking head. So, so basically, we get the actors, and we do the talking heads all in <laughs> one day. Right. But you know, there's a, like I think that's that's what I'm uh, currently working on a couple of projects because I think there's not a lot of stuff that um, is retroscripted in Australia these days and that's the term you use that they use for like curb and things like that where you don't get a script you get beats and you bring the actors in with the ability to improv between mm. each other mm. um, and that you get some so much comedy gold and joy and you can see there's a bit of that in the office and you know um, but uh, you mentioned um, Best in Show before. Oh, my God. Uh, the Christopher Guest films are yeah. a perfect example. And of they're shot, those, those films are shot like documentaries. Yeah. yeah. Like if they discover something in a talking head, it folds into the story and it's like you that sense of discovery and that sense of you shoot a lot and you just make mm. the good film out of all the stuff you've shot. Yeah. You should shoot a doc. You should like... I think you should shoot a mockumentary like a documentary. Yeah, no, that's, oh, absolutely. That's, that's, yeah. um, that's that's what makes it funny for me, anyway. I, but anyway, do you think Best in Show? Last question, and then we really do have to talk about the film. Do you think Best in Show is a ten out of ten? Yeah. Yes. I think it's a ten out of yeah. ten. And 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 I know you and I have disagreed on what ten out of ten means. Mm. I think it's a ten out of ten in every definition. Yes. Same. Yeah. Like it's a perfect film. A it's perfect a perfect film. film. Yeah, absolutely. It's I think so I watch funny. it once a year. I um, so funny. yeah. I really loved uh, this is this is a little off topic, but I really love Dark City. Um, it's wow. a movie. I'm going to screen it at the Lido soon, but it's a movie I really love and it's really underrated. And it's very similar to The Matrix. It's sort of like set in a mm-hmm. weird. Um, um, yeah. Anyway, and someone DM'd me and they were like, "Which is better, Dark City or The Matrix?" And I was just like, "I'm like, I love Dark City. I think it's so underrated, but The Matrix is a nearly perfect film. I know you disagree, but I was like, The Matrix is I've a nearly perfect film. I've never seen The Matrix. It's fine, whatever. We don't need to do, like. We don't need to talk about whether it's. But this is what I mean by ten out of ten. Like yeah. sometimes I love a movie that's a, in my opinion, a six or a seven out of ten because it shoots for something. Yeah. But like The Matrix and like I think Best in Show. Best in show is like perfect. Like mm. I wouldn't cut a single scene. I wouldn't add a single scene. Mm. It's like a perfect film. Perfectly cast. Every joke is good. And like, then what's amazing is um, I think waiting for waiting for Guffman is also perfect. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> a, the combination of it is just uh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. And it was it was so groundbreaking. I, I'm so jealous they thought of that first. Same. I'm like same. Oh, fuck you yeah, guys. his Spinal Tap. Like so every was, yeah, Spinal Tap and stuff. Like it, like and, and now everything's like. Like you know, waiting for government or like you know like yeah. it doesn't have that. Yeah, when are we going to make an idea that in ten years' time they're like, oh, it's kind of like that idea that we're. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The thing is, is but this is almost what I mean is it's like that's the thing about people are now doing things like waiting for government and mm. like best in show, but that's not what documentaries are like anymore. No, no. and that's where I think it's like well, you have to update the parody. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have to go. What is a document? You, the next 
Guffman should look more like Cheer or more like... 100% or more like um, Don't Fuck With Cats or yeah. more like that Fire Festival documentary. Fire but then that also gets to the point that like documentary is not a genre and I get, I'm get i a bit sick of the fact that that's one genre of documentary and that's like the only kind of documentary that's getting made now. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm a bit over that Do you know what well. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with? And then we should talk about the movie. Sorry, yeah. go, you go. Every time you watch a documentary on like a streaming service or something like that, they do a recap of the documentary before it starts. And that seems to be a new thing. So when you watch it, it's like, like oh, yeah. a recap of everything's about ha- that happens in this documentary, and then the the initial slate will start. So it's like days, a trailer before the film. Yeah, yeah. and I don't want to know the twists and things like that. Mm. And it's obviously, I think it's something the network's gone. We got to grab people in the first yeah. three seconds. But these days, uh, uh, no matter what it is, I'll, I'll skirt to the titles. That's smart. And mm. it, it makes the viewing so much more interesting because you have no idea what's That's coming clever, what, what it's doing these days. After yeah. after this ad break, we're going to each list our favourite documentary and then of we'll all talk about the movie. Yeah, because it's the teaser. Remember how we were doing teasers before the ad breaks? Remember oh, that yeah, whole thing of course. We've <laughs> of course. Yeah, I was like, what do you mean? We can just do it now. <laughs> all right. What are we doing before that? Remember how for the last, like, Four months we've yeah. been teasing before the Yeah, sorry about that. All right. Oh, I can't wait to, to reveal I actually our have favorite. No what are the ads? Yeah, I've done I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's the ad. Welcome back. There probably wasn't an ad. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what my favorite documentary is. I have no idea. That's really hard. I will say I really loved the Fire Festival documentary. It's a cra- which it's one? A, Are we doing yeah. Netflix or the other one? I think there was an HBO one. And an oh, there was one. two. There was yeah. two. Oh, the, the Netflix one. Netflix, that's yeah. a great. Yeah, that's a great. The topic. Netflix one. I, only because it was just like I knew nothing about. I don't know why that completely went over my head. I guess because I'm in Australia. I guess it wasn't really much of a thing here, but. I didn't know anything about so it. And I was, I was watching, it was just so many lads. I was like, what? This is fucking cooked. I really enjoyed that documentary. And, you know, I think a film and TV is going through this wonderful phase of Eat the Rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect documentary for that. Like, 100%. The laughs that were ricocheting around our house while mm-hmm. watching that, you know. Also, just quickly, Stan's Love Fraud, which was a mini series, doco, doco series. Yeah, right. I was so it was so entertaining. Okay, I'll watch that. Oh, you must! So entertaining about like a a guy on dating apps that just like s- like steals everyone's money, but fucking really interesting. I would say mine's Queen of Versailles. Have you guys seen? Oh, that? I no. love that one. Another. Eat That's the a rich. good answer, Maggie. Exactly. No. It's brilliant. You've got oh, to you watch would it. love. Yeah, so you would simply would. love. I don't think I've even heard of it. So they basically start filming, and um, not, I won't give away too much. I um, love it. Uh, they, they start filming um, these people building the biggest home in in America. <sighs> I and it have... recession hits. It's been on. I've seen half of it. You've got to sit down. And, watch and they have the all their thing. money from Timeshare. So yeah, so the yeah. recession, they're billionaires and they just lose everything. Oh, but they've managed wow. to capture it in this perfect moment of sheer 
incredible. Like she's basically had like set six kids because she has a nan- could afford a nanny for each child. Wow. And they the, get to the stage rattling around this huge house with no staff. They, they just pretty much lose everything mm. while they're filming it. So it was all supposed to be about this house. Um, and it, it it's... There's a, nothing the, better than a documentary that becomes capsule. something else. Like it's yeah. like Have a you ever seen rare now. Yeah. Have you ever seen Tickled? Yeah, Tickled's great. Tickled's, tickled made me feel weird. Yeah, yeah, really weird. But that's that. It started as a different kind of doco and yeah. then as it got creative, it was there's like, a, oh, this is something else. There's a lot of yeah. fake ones of them now yeah. on Netflix where they're like, you can feel that they're holding off information that they knew from the start. Yeah. Mm. When it's a sense that the directors are really discovering it. Mm. Like um, what was that one with... Uh, with uh, the the jinx was that yeah oh, like yeah, you yeah. really jinx and staircase are the the, the oh, perfect staircase reveal documentaries like yeah. just like jinx yeah. was great jinx oh that that bit at the end was just yeah, yeah. yeah. and you. staircase I'm gonna say my favorite is uh, one called the it's called collective and it's um it was about a nightclub fire in like I don't I should know the country but like in like Eastern Europe there was this nightclub fire and the documentary crew followed the investigative journalists figuring out what happened and then they follow that and it's this sort of same thing that you're describing where they follow that and then it becomes about corruption in in the health system and then like half I, I, I'm kind of giving it away but halfway through they just shift who the point of focus is on and they move to a politician mm-hmm. that's like and it's just this like you f- genuinely feel them just like Discovering stuff. Follow like, and it's yeah. like they just gra- they were like, "This is interesting," and they just film for months. What's the name of it again? It's called Collective. Collective. Okay, it's, and it's just Amazing. real fly on the wall. There's no talking heads. There's no. They, I'm pretty sure there's no talking heads. And like the big thing is they just change character, like main characters halfway through because that's where the story goes. Great. It's awesome. really cool. Can I just drop one more? In? Yeah, 100%. please. And have you guys seen the one, the recent one about the murder that happened in the submarine? Oh, I know about that murder, but there's a a brilliant one. I think it's on Netflix. I can't remember the name. I'll look it up before we finish. And it's basically similar. It was a documentary started by someone working with the person who committed this murder. So they'd been filming. They had all the footage, all the filming. They were around them. They were part of his like um, engineer team making a documentary on the submarine they were building. And so they were still having to work around this guy while he was a murder suspect So and he was still giving interviews and stuff like this. Oh, my God, amazing. It's like you just hearts and there's a, fa- there's a real jinx moment at yeah. the end as well. Um, as well, not jinx. held back. It was per- like it was in the – it was linear. It was in the timeline, the reveal. Wow. But I think she's – No, that's – yeah, that's I love that Yeah, stuff. I think she was – from memory, she might have been an Australian woman, I think. Yeah. Far so, yeah. That's such a fucked up story. Yeah. As well. it's but awful. the way it's done is scary because you're not, you, you know, he, he did it. Like, mm. that's not giving away anything. So, it's really talking about their her relationship with her boss and making a documentary about her boss. Mm. And then that happened along the way and getting an insight into what was happening behind the scenes, similar to the staircase. Yeah. You know? mm. um, so, yeah, I would. I'll look up the name of it before we leave. <laughs> um, but that's a really good one as well. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Wow. Now let's talk about <laughs> Nancy. Yeah, all right. 
Uh, I love movies. I can talk about movies. Yeah, oh, same. I love doc. I've, 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 I go on little, like every year I have a little like doco month and mm. it's just like I only watch documentaries and I feel like it's coming again. My partner is like all doco. Yeah. yeah. To the point that I'm always saying no to docos and then every time I watch a doc, like, but, but I love docos. Yeah. I need to watch more docos. <laughs> yeah. I think docos went through a real heavy pedo stage where like you'd be watching it and then the reveal at the end was. They're a pedo. They're a pedo and I got turned off docos for a while. That's very like, true. Yeah, that's a that, like that's such a gross twist. I know, and it's not even in, like it's interesting, but it's not. It's when that's, that's like, I think when I get that's when I get tired of the of the um, of the making a murderer style or the serial style documentary mm. where it's constructed, where it's like this isn't that interesting of a story. It's sad. Yeah, it's sad and it's cruel and it's mm. upsetting. Mm-hmm. And then you've made twists and turns yeah. because every story can have twists and turns if you reveal it a certain way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And that's when I – when I, and I think maybe because we're in this industry and we know how to edit things a little mm. bit, if, if, I, if you see it and you know that they're doing it on purpose, it can just feel really gross to do it, particularly when it's like 100%. That, that, that stuff. Yeah, when those themes are yeah. – on that note, <laughs> Nancy. <laughs> All right, let's chat Nancy. Mm. Nancy is a 2018 drama slash mystery directed by Christina Cho, starring Andrea Rise Burra and Jay Smith Cameron with a with John Leguizamo and a and Steve Buscemi billing. Oh, yeah, that's a hard who's getting the and and the with. Yeah, so got, John got the with and Steve Buscemi got the and. Yeah, it's, Buscemi, you can't. You can't, you can't. compete with Buscemi. Yeah, that's, <laughs> what's the difference? Is it? Oh, if you get a and somebody. That's a better one. That's that's, I think it means that you're the prolific figure in br- this film. Like you're the in. actor in this film that's going to sell the film. It's really. the 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 thing that I've read online. It's the, it's that Samuel L. Jackson spot. Mm. Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah. like um, you know, I think most actors are gunning for top. They're yeah. gunning for the most, the first name. Yeah, and then uh, based on that, I think in that world, that means that they. Most actors are going for second or third, even. Yeah, and we always talk about John Leguizamo. This is a this is a podcast dedicated to the actor that gets third or fourth billing. Yeah, but we've been seeing in his career in the a last few the years, end. he's now becoming an and actor. I love and that. So you know that. the menu. Yeah. And John Leguizamo. Oh, I love that. And we were like literally Good like on. we talked about Good that for half the podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How exciting. Yeah, it is. Mm. The movie tells the story of Nancy, an imaginative, imaginative, sad and mysterious woman who has made a habit of creating elaborate lies about her life, both online and with the very few people in her life she interacts with. Less than a week after her mother's death, she sees the mother from Harriet the Spy and the guy from a bunch of Adam Sandler movies. She's Harriet the Spy? The mum. She's succession as well. Anyway, keep going, keep going. (laughs) Less than a week after her mother's death, she sees the mother from Harriet the Spy and the guy from a bunch of Adam Sandler movies doing a television interview about their daughter who went missing 30 years ago. Nancy takes it upon herself to tell this couple she believes she is their missing daughter. Super disturbing shit. John plays Jeb, a reader of Nancy's blog where she writes about her fake pregnancy. He's in it for two scenes and three minutes and never has a role in a small film yelled, doing a made a favour by taking this on more than this one. (laughs) That's uh, that's where I stand with that. Um, He was great. He was phenomenal. But I bet you money 
money. A producer or a director who was mates with John Leguizamo was like, can you do this for us? One of the producers was Barbara Broccoli who does all of the... That's um, weird. Yeah. Who does Who does all of the Bond films. Do you reckon it's a tax break? Hmm. Uh, no, I think she just, I think she likes to do other stuff. She likes the name. Between the Bonds. Mm. Yeah. Well, she likes to like. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, we'll state now, Christina Cho, uh, Cho, who directed this film, hasn't done a hell of a lot. She did a couple of episodes of Handmaid's Tale and she also worked on Waco, which was a series that John Leguizamo was in. Oh. Before or after? After, I think. I'm always, we're all, it's always intriguing when yeah. you see repeating. So she's giving me a call to say which, which mm. one can you be part of. Yeah. He gets, he gets a lot of repeat. That's where I go, you know, because when you dedicate. Wait, same year. The, oh, well, we'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to take like two yeah. or three more hyperlinks in the IMDb. Mm. I can't be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, is there a way we do this? Is there a No, it's chat. No, it's chat. It's chat. For other about everything, and then chats about the movie. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I watched it in um, waiting for a flight last night, while uh, hoeing in some, some red rooster chips on your phone or your lap. On my phone. Oh, great! Um, uh, and I had to break because I had to fly, and then mm-hmm. I got got in and I watched mm. the ending. I I thought it could. I, I thought John was great. Not always. He was the definitely. That should be the, you talk about merch. It should yeah. be. I thought John was great. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I thought. I thought he was. He was great. That that's like John a quote. That's the quote of this <laughs> podcast. John was great. <laughs> uh, I like. No, I haven't. I've got a okay. definite opinion about this film. I I could not move past the wig. Yeah, no, the wig was tough. What yeah. was that about? That was a shocking wig. That it was a really odd choice. Bizarre. It was like a like a second character. Yeah, it was her hair. Uh, the character Nancy is like it's not meant to be a wig. We're meant to believe it's her hair, but it's the most shocking synthetic black, like uh, huge as well. Huge, really thick. There was no part. Think like <laughs> think Noel Fielding, Mighty Boosh, but double it. Like that's yeah, what that's like actually very much the yeah. vibe. Yeah. You know what made me think? This is this is like a silly. Like I was thinking as I was watching it, I was like, if I had a haircut like that on a character, if I was a director and I had a haircut like that on a character, and hair and makeup budget wasn't that big, so we kind of had to have the fringe to cover the thing, I would go, can we get in a big? Can mm. we like pay a lot of money for hair and makeup for one day to have one shot? Where the fringe is up off the mm. you know, ponytail, just just to show it once early in the film. So it's not just a wig, it where you can thing. see the hair coming out of the forehead. If yeah. you just show that once, I feel like then you'd believe the wig. Like that's all Maybe. I needed. Like so, yeah, that's so such a weird, weird. thing. No, to no, say. that's so true. It would, it would be <laughs> I was like, like I just need to see bucks. a hair going into a forehead. Mm. I could not look past it, and so I really yeah, found it's it tough. And I think the actress, what's her name? Andrea, Andrea uh, yeah. Riceboro. I think she's a great actress and I think, again, like we were talking about Kate Blanchett, a total mm. chameleon. Mm. And she then, really is. And then you just throw this wig on top of it mm. and you're like, if you just teased out her hair slightly and put like a – or like, I don't know, put a, like a another wig on that's just like maybe she's got auburn hair. Mm. It made me She just wonder. needed to look diff- slightly different yeah. to that picture, which was obviously her that they've put slightly through Photoshop. Mm. Yeah. Um, the, so in context – when she when she first starts to think, oh, um, potentially I'm this 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 kid that this family's lost mm. as an adult, she find 
get they've made they've done a mock up of what this kid could look like. Yeah. Yes. And they print it out. She prints it out and holds it up to her face. And it's actually actually on the poster when you look yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. And um you can tell that production's gotten a real photo of her mm-hmm. and just kind of stretched her out a little bit. Like, yes. you know, like yes. a, the face blur tool or something yeah. like yes. that. Um, and all they needed to do was to do hair slightly different mm. to it. It didn't need to be what it I like that was my No, I, yeah, I I wonder if it was like because she was shooting Oblivion at the time or you know what I mean like mm. like I I was I was wondering if there was like a contractual thing or like a you know it's But get a better wig. Like, but I mean, this is the thing. Like, isn't it interesting that like a film can you can lose up? Like, you can do all this work years and years and years, and it all kind of comes undone because the wig wasn't quite right. What yeah. a like, what a great I don't like. Even whoa, think it was quite right. It was just yeah, bizarre. No, bizarre. I think um, my opinion of this film. Yeah. Um, I I uh, it held my interest. I'm not gonna, like this. Isn't me being like I'm gonna try and like because a lot of people are on to me. They're like you clearly didn't like that one, Mitch. Do they say that to you? Yeah. Do you get DMs saying you sometimes I'm like just it. like they get like we. Yeah, you're yeah. very transparent. <laughs> but no, it's not that I dislike this film. This movie was fine. I'll never watch it again. Like I know I won't watch it again. It was fine. Um, it was just another one of those like we've watched a couple of them in John Leguizamo's filmography where it's just down. Yeah, there's it's no, no very depressing yeah, film. Yeah, I struggle to call it a mystery because there were no twists or turns. No, yeah, it's it was not a psychological thriller. No, 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 no. Well, it was. I think it's a drama. Yeah, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. But it's described on everything else as a mystery. Oh, I think that's on the marketing team for getting. That yeah, right. they yeah, probably, probably had the same conversation we're having right now. Like, what do we do to get around the wig? Let's mm. call it a mystery. I also think, like, when I when when watching it, like, talking story structure. I thought it was a real wasted opportunity. So this is the way I thought it potentially could have gone better in my head. If they'd so she'd done all these like con stuff at the start. So she's conning people online. And then it was like that bit of the story ended. <coughs> and then like the the other bit started where she started being around um, meeting this couple and stuff like it was like a, a strict split in time of the film. Mm. There wasn't a three part act. It was like two parts. Mm. I thought she was gonna I thought John was going to come back. I, thought, I wanted him coming back so bad. I thought she was going to go in and form this relationship from these people. Um, he's going to come in and for somehow and be like, no, she's a liar. And they're like, what are you talking about? And he's got proof that she lied to him. But then it's going to find out she, actually she actually was their daughter. That's how I would have written it. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I mean, I mm, um, that's interesting. I <laughs> mm, Maggie, that's, that's my good. Nancy theory. No, I, there was a part of me that was like, could they have? Because for me, it was really unambiguous that she was not, she was not their daughter. Mm. Like there was no ambiguity there. I I thought. Mm. Like I, I was there for you guys. Oh no, that was not their daughter. That like was... she, we demonstrated she lied. She had like they and that, and I don't think they wanted us to think that she might be. I, I might be wrong, but mm. I felt like it was a drama about. A... Here's here's my thing, right? Because I usually struggle with these movies. This is like I always say. This is the thing I always say yeah. is like, oh, I wish I'd had the right amount of time. I wish I'd sat down and watched it properly. Like mm. your thing about watching it on the phone. Mm. We just watched a film recently called Meadowland, which is like a real downer, and I like half watched it, and it's like. And I, I never feel like I can give it a full, like, a film like this, I never feel like I can give it a full thing because I only half watched it. Yeah. This but is, also middling dramas aren't your favourite thing. 
Uh, it's a different genre. I'm different ta- era, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking, when I talk about middling dramas, I mean, because they're not like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, oh, duh. you know, yeah. I, the, I'm talking about more like, um, oh, middle class and isn't that interesting and Early the Early 90s dramas, yeah. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 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 if I want, I don't mind a drama, if, I, if I'm watching a drama, I want it to go to dark, dark places like this, right? Mm-hmm. This is the first time in a long time with a film like this where I sat and I watched it. I had the time and I sat and I properly watched it. And I think I liked I liked it a lot more than or, or I engaged with it a lot more. It really, really got me at the end. Yeah. So I, I had a thing where I was like, because I agree, I think what you're saying, Maggie, I fully, I think they could have possibly just lost the first half hour. Mm. Like the film could have just started at the house, like, like it could have literally just started with her calling mm. the parents and saying, I think I might be your daughter um, and then just going to their house and yeah. that's the whole film Punch. is about this. And then, we, and then we progressively find out she's a liar. Yeah. Yeah, I think flick it around. John that's comes in point. at some point, yeah. yeah. But even like I love John but like he just completely cut that character, completely cut everything. You just start at the hi, I think I might be your daughter. That's, and then, that would have been phenomenal, Zach. Like literally the same film, but you start. Do you there. reckon if we got on the tools, we could edit re-edit that film? I often think <laughs> about re-editing films all the time. Yeah, just you know, you fucking dork. <laughs> no, I, I think it'd be so much fun. Surely I, there's someone on the dark web that's doing. This. I think if anyone knows anyone, Maggie, it's you, are Andy, who could figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to say um, that I, the main character for me was the mum. Yes. I thought her journey and her arc was really interesting. I thought she was great. I don't know mm. much about it. I literally saw Mish, her Mish. and was like, I know I, she's I know in I succession. No, no, I know no, she's no, in no, succession. no, 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 no. And this is not me being like, I'm like telling you, if you love her, you got to watch Succession. succession. She's, like, she's, she's well, one she, of the standouts. I've not watched and Succession And she was in yet. Succession, literally, she was meant to just be one of the like, in season one, she's just like one of the anonymous mm. board members, and just because she's so good, yeah. she just becomes a main. Oh, character. I'm so happy like, for her yeah, because she's a sleeper for star. me, because oh, I've not seen because yeah. I've not seen Succession. For me, I saw her and I was like, "That's Harriet the Spy's mum." <laughs> I love that. That was that's fine. And <laughs> but that's even okay. but I had the same thing with her where I was like, "Oh, I know her. I saw her in Succession. She doesn't go to this place." In- well, this was. I thought that. What made this movie different from a lot of the other middling drama, like when I say middling dramas, this is obviously very dark, but from a lot of those other real dark dramas that we've watched was her character. I mm. thought that that was a really interesting study on what a woman who has lost her child 30 years ago and then has this person, like, and then and there's funny. the whole question of do you think she ever truly believed that that was her daughter? Yeah. Mm. And it was just, like I loved that. There was just so many, and you never know really. But that that at the end when she like hugs her and she's like, "I love you," like it's, it was it's... just like, "Oh my god!" And like, why, it's, it's why do you so think she left? Done. Like, why do you think? Why do you think? So Nancy because left? when and Nancy leaves, because it was a like because it was a con. Mm. I think what I really loved about this film is initially I was sort of going. I was I think as well because of that first half hour. I was really trying. I wanted there to be more mystery and more mm, plot and more yeah. dirt. And I was like kind of wanting that out of it. And then I just sort of sat into it. And then I think once the mum – there's a – I wouldn't call it a twist. I, I And I'm reticent to give it away, but we kind of have. But like when the when it's revealed that she's not 
their daughter. We can say that. We spoiled warning. Don't yeah, you remember we spoil. my really I know, but sometimes I feel yeah, bad no, doing it with such a small film. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, because I kind of go, go give it a go, you know? Yeah. But when, it, when it's revealed that she's um, not the daughter, the choices that the mum makes mm. is really unexpected. Mm. But really, I thought, like, you know, but even then, if you if I were to tell you what the twist is, I, I think I've already given it away. Like, it's not like she immediately, but the way it's played is so subtle, mm. and so and then she, that scene, like the whole movie, she's talk, she just she's like, you were this, you were this, and then when she talks about her daughter in the third person again, she's like, I used to take Brooke here to it's the like, water, yeah, yeah, and so yeah, it's it like, shifts. I, yeah. just by doing this subtle thing, it's like. I know you're not. <laughs> and then in the car, so she, she just by changing the, pro, like the pronouns or the, mm. the, she, by going from first person to third person, it's revealed that she knows. Mm. And then there's a moment when they're sitting in the car driving back to the house mm. where she touches her hand, she holds her hand. Mm. Um, and it, I, I cried. I don't cry often in movies, but I cried. I was just like, that is so sad. And it's mm. this moment of like, I think it's like, I feel like so many filmmakers would try and make it twisty and try and make it like... The daughter comes back or like... Or yeah. like um, uh, how, like they would go, how can we make this work? Like how can we make the DNA test go away or how can we... And, and instead of that, they were just like, this is never going to work. This is never... They're never going to be able to pretend that she's her daughter but this woman is going to take the next few hours where she can hold on to this and just have a daughter. Yeah, it was incredible. I just, I, it was like for me, all the flaws of the movie, which there were many, mm. were worth it for that like ten minutes of film. Exactly. I loved it. I loved it. We wow. don't always agree. We don't always <laughs> agree. But I think that you just articulated my feelings about this film exactly, Maggie. <laughs> But Maggie, Maggie, if I had watched it the way I usually watch these films on a phone in two parts on a plane, I'm going to give you the – I would not have appreciated no, that. Like I, it was, I, I it think was, what both of you said, I think you completely you, – you've, you've done it from a different perspective and, yeah, I can exactly see what you're saying. We've also been on a journey of watching a lot of movies. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many. But yeah, it's, see, it's, I had to rejig my brain because, I'm yeah, like I said, I'm usually a comedy or a um, yeah. documentary mm. gal. So sinking yeah. And knowing into, that, I'm so glad we gave you Nancy. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. It was good for me to watch something different like that. I, I think all the actors did a great job. I, you know, like maybe I'm just a... Um, Maybe I'm a bit superficial. The wig, just the wig, really put. Me oh no, the wig no. threw me yeah. through it, and that's also where I go. Like, what this is for me is like, it's sad to hear Christina Cho hasn't done much else mm. because I'm like, oh, I would love to see her it with a bit like more a money. A builder film doesn't to develop. Yeah. It's a, like a great first film. Yeah, mm. I want to see her second and third film. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm. I want to see what she does next because there were like just scenes in the dialogue and just. Mm. I think and it I, said it made ninety thousand dollars at the box office. Whoa. Andrea Riseborough's had a Hey, that's run. good for me. <laughs> I'd take that. <laughs> I don't know why you guys are poo-pooing that. <laughs> I wouldn't mind do, I wouldn't mind working on something that made so me ninety thousand dollars. We figured out who the Hamish and Andy are in this team now. <laughs> ninety thousand dollars. You're not wrong. I love that. That we're in a world where like ninety thousand Oh, that's heaps. <laughs> that is actually heaps of money. That's heaps of cash. That's I'll heaps that. of money. Um, like everything Charlie Chaplin ever earned when he was alive. Yeah. Do we have any final thoughts about Nancy. Nancy. 
Um, oh, geez. Uh, I don't really. I think I've said it. Watch it if you, if this is the kind of thing you like, watch it for sure. I think it's a really, that, that relationship study between Nancy and Harry <laughs> the Spy's mum. Um, Nancy. Uh, Nancy, uh, I think is very, very interesting um, and totally worth a watch. I can't hear the name Nancy without thinking about um, uh, the, a character from the Babysitter's Club. I also, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm flagging that as well, which mm. is just a really bizarre. Like it was like Jesse. I feel like that's a mm. that's a name from that generation. I don't know. I just it didn't it didn't. I see exactly what you're saying about mm. how it's supposed to be subtle. Um, but no, I also think everything. Like I, I, I think there's like the the my final thought would be you know like how I there's a lot of unrelentingly depressing films in the independent. Uh, mm-hmm. Like that we've discovered, it's like, and and these are movies you don't tend to see unless you pick one actor mm-hmm. who had happened to do it one weekend and it was on, at Sundance and then no one ever saw mm-hmm. it. Um, and it's been really great to see it because you you realise how many movies don't quite get over the line because of a wig or because it needed to be a little bit funnier or it was a little bit too. Mm. And this movie, I think, was it had like. Where it was different, I think, from some of the other really depressing movies is it had like this weird kind of optimism and there was a kind of beauty in it and the music was really soft and beautiful. I think structurally it had huge problems. I think the wig was was distracting. Mm. But I just thought there was something really special inside it all. And particularly, it's actually really fitting, I think, um, because Succession, everyone in the last couple of years is like obsessed with I'm looking her up. I've forgotten her name. Jay Smith Cameron. Mm-hmm. Mm. They're obsessed with her at the moment. I don't know anything she's been in other than Succession. Harriet the Spy now. Well, now I know Harriet the Spy. Mm. But she she is like, you really want to talk about an actor that like. Similar, similar to John. Similar trajectory, a character actor. Yeah. Yeah, but she's even less opportunity than John really. Yeah, yeah female character. But with a vagina. <laughs> if, someone, if someone, honestly, it's interesting that that whole thing is like if someone said to you name five character actors on the hand, mm. my brain would go male. Yeah. yeah. And so it's so nice to, for some reason. Um, mm. And so nice to have someone coming through the ranks who can play characters. Like I that. would definitely want to watch more of what Jay does. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think she's brilliant. I think mm. she's a standout star, sleeper star, and um, I, I really liked John in it as well. And I love Punch. She's having her, um, you know, because we're Australian, I feel like she's having her, um, oh, no, I remembered her name and then I forgot it. I do this all the time. From, um, uh, and I've also forgotten the name of the Animal Kingdom. Um, oh, Jackie Weaver. Jackie, Jackie Weaver. Weaver. Like yeah. we as Australians are aware of Jackie Weaver. Mm. Yeah. But like Jackie Weaver had such a special thing for her to be mm. that in yeah. Australia and then suddenly have all these opportunities. 100%. I love that like Jay Cameron Smith is having her Jackie Weaver moment. Yeah. <laughs> like, and similar acting styles as well. Like, yeah. yeah. Similar vibe. They would be up against, like they would be... Um, um, well, I know that Jackie Weaver is available from Animal Kingdom and, um, you know, Jay Cameron Smith, she's currently on hold for something bigger, but she might be available. Yeah, they've got, they've got both pictures up on the wall. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Um, I'll jump into my Leguistamos, if yeah, you're not yeah, 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 go for uh, it. Yeah, is a, out of five star rating we give the film for how Leguizamo y it is. So <laughs> don't think about what you think of the just film him. out of five. Just how Leguizamo, like, okay, if you take Romeo and Juliet, that's a five Leguistamo film. Yeah. Because of there's so much Leguizamo iness in it. Okay. And you're not rating the movie, mm. you're not rating his performance. Okay. No. It's just like how the vibe of how. Yes. So uh, we talk about this all the time, we bring it up a lot, but speed. Which is a movie theme. he's not in mm-hmm. has a two leg Wistamo rating. That's the vibe, yeah. Because yeah. it, it, it Maggie just gets yeah. it. You get it. I totally yeah. get it. It's a discourse. Um, this yeah. gets a one and a half leg Wistamo mm-hmm. rating from me. It's not a very high leg Wistamo rating, um, only because I actually don't think he was that necessary mm. in the film. I think he was in it so little. He was fantastic. I'm not talking about his He ability. was actually really good. And I like oh, his beautiful. slick back hair. Yeah, 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 it was a different long. he's doing the long. I think it was his, because he's done the long curly mm. to slick it back, I thought was a nice Interesting choice. Interesting choice. Yeah. But in terms of how Leguizamo-y this film yeah. feels, like it didn't have a particular amount of like, whew. But I will say um, this: uh, he does love a fucking good scene in a diner. The scene in the diner between, mm. he's just a, so phenomenal. I, but I'm um, still just one and a half for Nancy. I love how much this is a um, a companion piece to Meadowland. We just watched a movie, <laughs> right? No joke. Where about a couple whose child goes missing, uh, where John Leguizamo plays a character in two scenes uh, who comes and visits in a diner who has had a similar experience, <laughs> who has also lost a child. We didn't like, plan this. Th- literally, like it, he's it's exa- but it's so funny because it's structurally yeah. different and it's twenty years apart. <laughs> like it's That's like funny. Um, and I think. Uh, I also, it clarified some of my issues with Meadowland more, what I liked about this movie mm-hmm. by being 20 years later and stuff. Um, oh, before my, I do have one last final thought mm. before my mm-hmm. Leguistamo and then, we, and then we'll, um, is I've always wanted to make a movie, not, not biographically, but like a fictional take on Belle Gibson. I, because she's such a fascinating figure. Oh my god! Yes. And I think so much, still, that's a do, that's a do, that'd make a great. Well, doco. I think it'd make a great doco, and particularly for an international audience. But mm. I just, for me, it's a fiction because I want to. I would. I just want to get into her head. I yeah, and know. it's a, it's a new generation of con as well. Like mm. it's a young woman. Like it's a young woman who clearly is sociopathic and mm. um, who is set up. Uh, you know, and who just obviously, yeah, it's bizarre. You don't, see, you haven't, we haven't seen a fiction like we've seen like Nancy, who is you know Nancy's wrong side touching of the on yeah. it, you know, mm. touching on that like that desire to lie and why you would do it, but it it really sparked the flame in me. Oh, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. No, I'd love to absolutely. That that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ed, can you play Bell? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I'm in Leguistamos. I'm going to give it. Um, one Leguistamo mm-hmm. uh, for all the reasons you listed, Mish, but more than that because I, my desire, my my want for the film was to cut everything he was in. Yeah. You know, and that's a disservice to uh-huh. Leguistamo. Mm. He's such a great actor. If I finish a film and I want to cut him, well, why'd you waste his bloody week? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also, but I do want to give it a J. Cameron Smith score. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's five J. Cameron stars. Yeah, 100%. This is a 5J. She's so good in this fucking film. She's so fucking good. Watch this film for her, I think. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's kind of give give it a – don't stop with succession. 
Just start the movie, make yourself a cup of tea over the first half hour yeah. and then sit in and have a watch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maggie, what's your Leguistamo rating? Uh, I'm going to go with one as well because mm. it's not his flight. I loved, I thought he did a brilliant job um, mm. and he was my favourite part. But it's mm. not, it, it was, but in saying that I, I haven't explored the, the variety of back catalogue of his films. I can't mm. fucking tell you. So I'm kind of like going off the same thing where I've seen him more in, you know, Obviously, Romeo and Juliet, action, action films, you know, and where he's really spicy. Like, mm. he's like, he's got like, he's quite a fiery character, usually. Mm. Um, and this was quite a subtle character. Yeah. And, but I don't want to paint that paintbrush over him. I really liked seeing him being a subtle character. I liked him seeing We can give you five vulnerable. to 10 recommendations. Okay. You, <laughs> you like tell me any more. color of yeah. Leguizamo. I, you I would want. like to see it. I feel like my Leguistaro rating is skewered because I don't have the as much history on what it could possibly be. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Oh, I hear you. Yeah. So I, f- I feel like I'm low as well because traditionally from my knowledge of his, yeah, back catalog, yeah, yeah. It, is not, it is not on par. Well, you happen to have hit the nail on the head, I reckon, because it's very yeah. similar to our scores. Yeah. Um, Maggie, thank you so much for joining us today on Leguizama Rama. Where can people find you? Uh, I'm get- uh, You can find me on uh, It's Okay it's Maggie Luke on Instagram mm. and, uh, yeah, and some other things coming out soon. Which will be Maggie's, really uh, a, uh, Maggie's really good. Yeah. <laughs> Follow Maggie. Yeah. Yeah, um, we'll see. Mish is also good. You too, Zach. You're pretty good to yourself. Maggie. Yeah, you guys are good. Thanks, Thanks Maggie. Maggie. <laughs> 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 so kind of you, Maggie. Um, Tom, can you take us away with an excerpt of that trailer for the Harriet the Spy film? Uh, but if you can't, or, 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 but this is, I've got something, Tom. <laughs> That's the backup. What you've just said is the backup. Why but is that if the you backup? Can, because you, you trust me, you like this. If you can get Maggie's rumbly tummy. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> could we take us out with Maggie's rumbly tummy? Let's I don't do think it. you got it on the microphone, though. Yeah. I don't think you did. Oh, yeah, let's just do that. I'm going to go, guys. I'm going to doctor's appointment. See you later, Maggie. See you, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. Some kids collect insects. Others collect dolls. Harriet M. Welch collects... Secrets. What? What? What was that? Shake it up, take a sip, and wish for what you like most in the world. 